You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. We used to like the Fox News Channel, right? It's been going downhill for a long time. It is now the fake news channel. Certain exceptions, but they are atrocious. They are terrible. What they're doing, what they did yesterday, so not what Roger Ailes had in mind. Roger Ailes, the late, great Roger Ailes, who started Fox News to serve half the country that wasn't being served, um, he would never have allowed this to happen. And what happened yesterday? Cassidy Hutchinson testified, this low-ranking uh, former uh, staffer from the Trump White House. So many lies, so many problems with her story, so many things did not add up. So much of it was gossip, and so much of it was Billy said this and Joe said that. We tore it apart last night. Most of the conservative media is doing that. Now, the mainstream media, ooh, they're swooning, in part because she's pretty. You would expect a bit more from Fox News, wouldn't you? They didn't deliver, and so consistently they don't these days. This is Brett Baer, their uh, head political guy. This testimony was very compelling from beginning to end. She obviously had access to all of the players. What was so compelling, I think, is, is how it was laid out. We always point out that there's not a pushback, and it would have been great to hear Jim Jordan or some congressman say some other angle to this, but the testimony in and of itself is really, really powerful. Compelling. It was laugh out loud funny at times. There's no Jim Jordan there, no Matt Gates. How about you, Brett? How about Fox News? Use your resources. Get on the phone. Blow this junk out of the water where it belonged. More. I've covered politics for a long time. I don't think there's been testimony like this that is kind of jaw-dropping in a way on the inside workings of a White House in crisis after, you know, at this moment in January 6th that we've seen in since Watergate. Since Watergate. He took this 23-year-old seriously since Watergate. Well, it shows me he doesn't know much about Watergate. He doesn't seem to know much about politics. I think what he's talking about is office politics. I'm pretty sure Brett has a real handle on the office politics. Now, President Trump, of course, defended himself. We know President Trump, right? We know what he's done. We know what he's been through. We know what he stands for. Whose side did they take at Fox News as far as credibility? Who is credibility after yesterday? Take a look. He questions her. Uh Accuracy. He goes after her directly, says he doesn't know who she is, and said he didn't lunge at the Secret Service agent in the Beast. Uh, that didn't happen. He says he didn't throw his lunch against the wall. That didn't happen, and that she's lying. Cassie Hutchinson is under oath 
on Capitol Hill. Um, the president is on Truth Social. Wow. After everything we've seen, the phony Russia hoax, uh, the two crazy impeachments, he's taking the side of this Cassidy because she held up her right arm at a hearing, at another phony baloney hearing. How many people have we seen do that? You know, Vinman, Mike, uh, Michael Cohen. I mean, these things are ludicrous. We all saw Donald Trump raise his right hand, didn't we? When he became president. I know he lived up to his oath. So back to Brett. What's happening over there? Well, I did notice that Chris Wallace is gone, right? He moved to CNN. Do they need a new Chris Wallace? Hey, what about Chris Wallace? He is at CNN and he's, well, he's still Chris Wallace. Can we talk about Cassidy Hutchinson? First of all, I, and I bow to, <laughs> particularly to you, Andy, as uh, somebody involved in prosecutions. She was a great witness. She was absolutely precise. <laughs> yep, still Chris Wallace, absolutely. All right, so we know he's okay. So Brett seems to be taking his place over there at Fox News, right? I think what you pointed to, Sandra, was uh, the most uh, compelling when she quotes Mark Meadows saying, uh, Pat, you heard the president. He doesn't care. He thinks Mike deserves it. He doesn't think they're doing anything wrong as far as they're literally, literally calling for the vice president to be hung. Should I start doing this when I want to look like, uh, hmm. um, look, it wasn't just him having a bad day, the whole network. And by the way, what do they do to Kari Lake, who's running for governor. She's a superstar, right? Let's hear from her what she wants to do, what she wants to accomplish. No. Let's confront her with some fake news from the Washington Post. The Washington Post has a story today. It says Arizona GOP candidate who criticized drag queens was once a fan, according to a drag queen. Do you care to address that? I do care. I actually do care to address that, and I'm really shocked. I'm actually appalled that Fox News would take defamatory story like that. And we are pursuing legal action against this drag queen. I'm appalled that you would bring that up. Yeah, the drag queen story is a phony baloney story from the Washington Post. They have been wrong on just about everything, but that's how the swamp works. Somebody writes it, then you say it on TV. It's easy. They all work with each other. They're all in cahoots. But uh, our friend Carrie not having it. What about these pictures of you with him, Richard Stevens? R and the what about the, is, the post? I've performed for Carrie's birthday. I've performed in her home. That's not I've true. I've performed for her at that's some of true. the seediest bars in Phoenix. I don't want to ask these questions. I ask you to address them. That's I, actually, it. I, think you, I think you do want to ask them. Yeah, they do want to ask them. Number one, it's easy. Number two, their friends at the Washington Post are watching. And by the way, it's okay to be friends with a, or to like drag queens, right? You know, RuPaul is like, like that show is popular. People like it. Even some Republicans like it. That's fine. What we're talking about, what Carrie Lake is talking about is we don't want drag queens coming into schools for who knows what reason to pretend to read books. This makes no sense whatsoever. That's the issue. Not as a, an adult that she went to some party with a drag queen. That is so irrelevant. It's so fake news right up their alley to try to make something out of this. Fox, we can go on from here. I mean, Jen Psaki, the worst press secretary in the history of press secretaries, right? She lied right to the American people's faces every single day. 
So she gets on Fox News. All right, Fox News is going to let him let her have it, right? I mean, let's see what goes down here. No, they just wanted to make friends. Great to have you, and we have so much to cover with you. I want to start with the voting good rules. Good morning to you, Jen. By the way, it's hard to find two Bengal fans in the same room. <laughs> That's we, right. And we've done it. Can I join the big, party? Big game this weekend. Big game on Saturday. Big, Go big Bengals. We'll, we'll be while playing that. And hopefully there will be no breaking news that you have to deal with, Jen, during <laughs> the Bengals not. game. We will try to protect you from Thanks that. Thanks for being here. When the president said, looks at his watch and says, I guess I'll go another 24 minutes. I'm curious what your exact heart rate was at that time. <laughs> I'm a pretty chill person in general. I may not always seem that way in the briefing room, and that's what he's used to. So yeah. Jen, I knew he was yeah. having a good time. Well, I was Let's... having a heart attack for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here today. Please come Thank back. You. We'll do it more often. Good, good luck to the Bengals, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Jen. Isn't that cute? They made friends with that horrible, vicious liar. Hmm? Could you imagine CNN doing that to, say, Kaylee McEnany or anybody like that? No, never would happen. So, uh, we're, oh, Jim Acosta from CNN. This has got to be the most obnoxious guy in the world. Do you remember when he got into that pushing match with that Trump aide? Uh, right in front of the president of the United States. And they appropriately revoked his press credentials. It just said you can't come into the White House for a couple of days. Well, everybody freaked out. They pretended it was a First Amendment issue, which it wasn't. And uh, the press rallied around uh, Jim Acosta. And this pompous you-know-what comes out and uh, has a moment of vindication. I'm very grateful for what happened today and uh, grateful for my colleagues in the press uh, who stood by us through all of this. Uh, you know, this, this was a test, and uh, you know, I think we passed the test. Journalists need to know that in this country, uh, their First Amendment rights, uh, freedom of the press, uh, are sacred. Oh, pompous check ass, sorry. Now, uh, what happened? So the press did rally around this guy and they got his press pass back, and who led the way? Fox News for Jim Acosta, all right? He pushed an aide in the White House. We stand with CNN. Yikes, that guy deserved to lose his credentials forever after what he pulled at the White House. Oh, uh, there's so many other examples. Do you remember in the campaign of 2020, there was a fake news hit job that came after President Trump saying <laughs> with totally anonymous sources that he called veterans and dead soldiers, losers and suckers. It was so offensive. Time to hurt him politically at the worst possible moment. And Fox News backed up the story. It was total bunk, total BS. And this is what Fox did. My sources include two senior former Trump administration officials who were on the trip to France, where these remarks allegedly were made. They confirmed key parts of the Atlantic article and certainly described a pattern of behavior by the president in describing war veterans and wounded warriors that coincides with the description in the Atlantic article. Coincides with the description in the Atlantic article. Losers and suckers. We'll never know how much damage this article did. It was fake. It was ultimately proven to be fake, but there it is. And Fox News backed them up. What are they doing when they aren't pushing fake news? They're pushing the longest gay pride month in the history of the world. Celebrate Pride Month with Fox News. Meet important voices of the LGBTQ plus community and go inside their incredible contributions. Part of America Together on Fox News. 
I personally can't get into the celebration myself, but um, now that's just background noise, really. The two most egregious episodes, I think, involved Wallace when he was working there. You remember what he did at the debate, how he protected Joe Biden and tried to blunt any attack waged by President Trump. We've, both, we've already been through this. I think the American people would rather hear about more substantial so subjects. Well, you know, as the moderator, sir, I'm going to make a, know, a judgment call here. but when somebody gets $3.5 million okay, dollars right. from the Let's mayor talk about, of Moscow, Let's talk about not think true. It's a that report is totally Why discredited. I, I, I Mitt think, Romney on that committee said it wasn't worth taxpayers' gen- money, that report. It was written for political y- reasons. You know, I'd like to talk about climate change. So would I. Okay. Climate change. Climate change. <laughs> And not Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and their business dealings in Russia and Ukraine and China. I think a lot of people wanted to know about that. This guy blew up the debate and he did it on purpose. And Fox News, when they didn't fire him on the spot, they kept him on the payroll for another year hosting that dumb Fox News Sunday show. That, that's unforgivable. And possibly worst of all, on election night in 2020, their premature and fraudulent call Arizona, way before it should have happened. There are so many question marks about this election, so many that exist today. But no, they wanted to wrap this thing up. The Fox News is l'assistenza umanitaria di base e che sono costretti a lasciare le loro cast for the Biden campaign. So premature, so unfair. I believe they fired people about this because there was an internal crisis about what they did. Talk to uh, talk to the people in Arizona. Still big time, serious questions about what happened. So they have forgotten who they are, where they came from. Charles Krauthammer, the late, great Charles Krauthammer. Remember him? Great commentator on Fox News. Uh, brilliant man. He once said this about Fox and its founders. The genius of Rupert Murdoch and Roger Ailes was to have discovered a niche market in American broadcasting. Half the American people. Half the American people. What a brilliant statement, but right now they don't care about the American people. They care about themselves and their friends in the swamp and all the status they can achieve in the swamp. What a shame. What a lost opportunity. Join us more often, okay? Coming up, we're actually going to go back to uh, Ms. Cassidy Hutchinson. Some interesting things we found out about her background that lend doubt to her credibility. We'll be right back. Federal agencies urge every family to have an emergency radio. During any disaster, electrical power may get cut. The emergency radio gives you the vital information you need. Newsmax wants you to have the Dynamo Emergency Band Radio. It doesn't need batteries and works in any emergencies. It retails for $30. You can get it with the free offer. Call or go online and get the emergency radio today. Your life may depend on it. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All I can say 
Is, is that, that the fake, fake news? Just doesn't does get, get it, it, do they? they Got to be wary of a couple of things the fake news and leftist Democrats love to talk about. Number one, when they say we are defending an assault on democracy, that may sound great initially, but what they're gearing up toward is if democracy is under attack by Trump, we can use anti-democratic techniques and tactics to protect that democracy. Now, Trump did not attack our democracy. I've always felt that January 6th was essentially a false flag operation. But again, when they talk like this, they're warming up to crack down on our First Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights, and who knows what else. Take a look. Trump is guilty of undermining our democracy. This is an extraordinary moment. Our democracy is at stake. Nothing in our history comparable to this, an undermining of democracy such as we have never seen. They really need to try to help people focus on this and understand that democracy really is um, at stake here. It's not just the violence of January 6th, even though it's called the January 6th committee. It's much more than that. It is the attempt to undo the election, to undermine our entire democracy. And that's their justification. They say that's happening so they can go to extremes to protect democracy. We have to be very, very vigilant about this. It's already worked to some degree. People are afraid to use the word fight. Oh, fight for Trump. You see, oh, that was sanctioning January 6th. That kind of nonsense. That's where they've been going with this kind of rhetoric. Also, be on the lookout whenever they talk about or try to hide behind the bureaucrats. They make them sound beautiful. Some of them are. But this also, I believe, is sinister the men and women of the Department of Defense. The men and women of the U.S. military. The men and women of law enforcement. The men and women of the Department of Homeland Security. The men and women of uh, the State Department. Some of those men and women are good, but a lot of them, especially in the civilian departments, are bureaucrats and political appointees like these folks hide behind them and are often co-opted by them. Look, too much about these men and women. These men and women aren't mentioned in the Constitution. These men and women essentially are the swamp, and they get in the way of democracy. We have to watch out for that phrase. It sounds righteous. It's not. They're usually up to something. They're very sneaky about it. Speaking of sneaky, that witness yesterday, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, right? Um, not impressed for many reasons. Her demeanor, I thought, was um, a put on, actually. Take a look. Just to be clear, Ms. Hutchinson, is it your understanding that the president wanted to take... ...fra giovani e vecchi manca qualcosa e cresce una... That's a fair assessment. I just found her pretentious, a bit of a wannabe, okay? I'm sorry. I did. Uh, now, the mainstream media, of course, ate all of this nonsense up. Uh, she was never with Trump. Uh, all hearsay evidence, lots of inconsistencies, lots of possible lies wrong about the presidential limo. They didn't care. Cassidy Hutchinson was a name and face unknown to most Americans. By the end of the day, she'd made history. Made history. Made a lot of people annoyed. Uh, made history. All right. She certainly did have her moment in the spotlight, and I think that's the key here. This is what she's always wanted, and she found a very convenient shortcut to get there. All right, so cruising around the internet, uh, we found this. 
her Twitter bio from some years ago. It's been an inactive Twitter account, but her dream is, yes, aspiring to be a news anchor. And her tweets uh, from back then, well, she watched a lot of ABC News. Love waking up to GMA. Live Kelly, yes. Oh, Lara Spencer's clothes. To die for, GMA, yay. Brooke Anderson, whoever that is, you're a great influence. Oh, I want to be like you. Actually obsessed with Lara Spencer. It goes on like this. Lara Spencer, I watch you on all your shows. She wants a job, it looks like to me. Lara Spencer, where do you mostly shop? And on and on and on. Um, and actually, she went to the big city to stand right behind Lara Spencer. And uh, there she is. That's actually Cassidy Hutchinson next to Lara Spencer. How about that? Well, a couple of things here. Uh, I actually went to high school with Lara Spencer. We don't keep in touch anymore, but uh, Lara had to work in small market TV all over the country, local television, before she got a big national gig. But for um, uh, Cassidy, well, she just told a couple of people what they wanted to hear, and boom, whammo! Who needs to do all that work, right? I mean, a shortcut. And if you trash Trump, that is a shortcut. Not the stardom, but for like a, an artificial type of stardom. Take a look. Was it a mistake to work for President Trump? Yes. It took me a really long time to realize it was a culture of abuse in there. Will you say that the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, lied to the American people? He did on the election. Could you ever support Donald Trump again for election? I wouldn't. For four years, this administration under Trump, they did nothing. And they decimated the process. Like They, they destroyed it. Wow. All former Trump administration aides, all saying the right things for the fake news, all rewarded in the same way. Guest hosting The View. <laughs> Guest hosting The View. Uh, that's not worth it. I mean, the, the View, for crying out loud, one of the worst shows ever conceived. Anyway, they got free hair and makeup and I think uh, 200 bucks each. Was it worth it? But hey, The View happens to be on our friend Cassidy Hutchinson's favorite channel, ABC, remember? And pretty soon, yes, it will be your turn. Was it worth it? No. And one day, you'll understand that. Stay with us, the Boy Scouts, the great Boy Scouts. I was a Boy Scout. Now look at them, huh? Are they forced to hold these flags? I don't think they should be holding these rainbow flags for gay pride. I really don't. More on that when we come back. go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. So Nancy Pelosi is a big believer in Christ and she's a great Catholic. Just ask her. I'm a very Catholic person. Okay. And Joe Biden also, uh, well, he's close to the Pope, and he said the Pope sticks up for him. Mr. President, did he come up with all the No, he didn't. He came up and just talked about the fact that he was happy I was a good Catholic. <laughs> okay. I have my doubts. I have my doubts, actually, about that version of the story. First of all, we've seen Joe with the Pope, and uh, 
Joe was doing most of the talking, telling one bizarre story after the next, just talking at the Pope. Uh, the Pope didn't seem to have much of a chance to talk. Now, Nancy Pelosi also recently saw the Pope. We don't know. At least she seemed to be listening. Um, I don't know. Did they get a pat on the back for their views about abortion from this Pope? I don't think so, because they're awfully, awfully pro-abortion, both of them. Today, the Republican-controlled Supreme Court has achieved their dark, extreme goal of ripping away a woman's right to make their own reproductive health decisions. The court literally taking America back 150 years. You want to get that upset about the abortion decision, you can't go around saying you're a good Catholic. Uh, there are Catholics who are pro-choice, I understand that, but... Uh, you can't go around boasting of it when you hold these views. I'm sorry, that's the way I feel. Also, I'm very upset. What's happened to the Boy Scouts? I was a scout myself. I did not make Eagle Scout, no way. But I learned so many great things. I learned about the stars. I learned how to water ski. Uh, it was just a great experience. And the Scouts, um, well, they're still doing their thing. Well, or are they? Now they've gotten so woke and weird, they dropped boy from Boy Scouts, they don't even say the boy in Boy Scouts. And look at this parade out in Seattle. Okay, I've seen enough. What the hell are they doing with those flags? You know, we took the scout oath, all the attributes of being a scout, trustworthy, brave, kind, has nothing to do with sexuality. It should be a place reserved from it. Quite frankly, the scouts have had enough problems with those issues before they're told to march with these kinds of flags. It is not right. Also, Joe, overseas, Again, not representing our country very well. He uh, seemed to be lost yet again during the G7. I've been there. I've been at a dinner party by myself, uh, you know, uh, alone, uh, weirded out. But I wasn't the president. He's the president of the United States. No one's paying any attention to him. He seems totally clueless and lost, maybe because nobody gave him that trusty card that tells him when to sit down and when to move and stand up. Remember this thing? <laughs> you take your seat. If only somebody had given him that card, maybe. I noticed he wasn't fiddling or looking for the card. All right. Hey, you heard about this? Military recruitment uh, is taking a real hit. 9%, only 9% of young eligible Americans have an inclination to serve. This is very, very low. And take a look at this. Every branch of the military struggling to make 2022 recruitment goals. Why is that? Well, we know. Number one, losing in Afghanistan, that wasn't much of an incentive, okay, for young people to join the military. We just don't seem very serious about national defense anymore. 
Also, everybody knows the Pentagon has gone, well, crazy woke with all kinds of uh, other things that they're pursuing that have nothing to do with fighting and defending our country. And that chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, I mean, this is the guy, this is the top soldier that they're going to have to salute? I don't think so. I want to understand white rage, and I'm white, and I want to understand it. Knock yourself out there, uh, Mark. Oh, and I think the commander-in-chief bears some responsibility for the lack of interest. Who remembers this? (laughs) You could just tell that soldier had absolutely... (laughs) Who is this guy? It was the strangest thing when President Biden tried to get down with the troops and eat some pizza. Very, very weird. You know, I served in the military myself. It was the privilege of a lifetime. I had such a great time. Nine years active duty, got to fly planes, learn how to fly jets, go all over the world. I'd have to really sit someone down and, I don't know, if they were interested in joining the military, is this the time to join with the crazy agenda? Look, don't ever let anyone talk you into joining and don't let anyone talk you out of joining either. But take a good, hard look first. Okay, we'll be right back with Joe DeGeneva, great American. Talk about some of the nonsense that's going on. And also, Derek Evans, the man was arrested for January 6th. We feel he's been unfairly persecuted and prosecuted. He's about to go to jail for three months. Didn't break anything, didn't hurt anybody. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. So you're looking at uh, Derek Evans. Back in December of 2020, he was sworn into the uh, House of Delegates in West Virginia, a brand new lawmaker. And there he is, a great day for him, uh, elected office. A couple of weeks later, a patriot, he went to January 6th. He was there, and he was in the Capitol. Now, he didn't break anything, he didn't hurt anybody, but he got in trouble. And recently, he pleaded guilty to a felony count, and he's about to go to jail for three months. Three months. He joins us right now, Derek Evans. Uh, Welcome to Newsmax, and let me make sure I got this right. Three months in jail. The charges illegally entering a restricted building, violent entry and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds. Those are correct. Uh, Yeah. And those were misdemeanors. Those end up getting dropped in exchange for the plea deal. uh, Pled guilty to felony civil disorder. Felony civil disorder. You're going to go to jail for three months. When does it start? Um, I'm awaiting instructions to self-surrender. So uh, it should be in the next few weeks. Uh, Well, how do you feel? First of all, any regrets? Um, you know, I, I regret I'm going to be away from my family for the next three months, leaving my, my wife and children uh, by themselves. But at the end of the day, I'm never going to regret standing up for what I believe in and, and fighting for the Constitution in, um, in America. You're no longer a House lawmaker, correct? That is correct. With this felony conviction, and I'm sure you've researched this, can you run for office again or this is this going to follow you around for the rest of your life? So in the state of West Virginia, I am eligible to run once uh, the probation and everything is over with. So as of right now, it's looking like um, 2026. you say tablets, you mean the Ten Commandments? I and mean, we'll the Ten Commandments are actually Moses. sitting there. Congress, if that's something I decided to do in 2024. 
Okay. Now, by the way, in uh, you did not break a window. You didn't break anything. You tell me if you don't mind how you got inside the Capitol. I walked through the doors on the east side of the building. Uh, you're correct. I did not uh, break anything. I was not violent. I was not destruction. Uh, as a matter of fact, I told other people not to do those things. I will be releasing some video evidence of that um, as soon as I get the okay from my lawyers to do that. I even got a, a fist bump from a police officer when I, uh, as soon as I walked through the doors, there's a police officer on my right hand side who um, I, I approached and thanked him for his service, told me I had a respect for him, and he gave me a fist bump. So I felt that I could walk on inside. What was your intention? What did you personally want to accomplish on January 6th? To exercise my freedom of speech and support President Trump. He's the greatest president of my lifetime. He never asked us to do anything. He asked us to show up on January 6th and, and support him. That's what I did. Never expected anything in terms of going inside the Capitol. Uh, when that uh, opportunity you know, came up, in my head, I envisioned you know, what we see happening all across the country when people go in and, and peacefully exercise their freedom of speech. So you're going to go to jail for three months. That's not a terribly long time, but uh, 90 days. What do you... You have any plans? Have you talked to anybody who's actually served? Uh, have they given you advice? What, what are you going to do in there? What can you do in there? I have had a lot of people reach out to me. Well, not a lot, but multiple people reached out to me who have been in there before offering some advice for me to, uh, to help mentally prepare for that. The biggest issue right now, like I said, is I'm worried about my, my family, my kids, my wife. Uh, I'm going to spend the 90 days studying the Constitution, reading my Bible, and um, I'm going to come out uh, after that 90 days. Hopefully I can be a constitutional and biblical scholar at the end of the day. All right. Well, at, at Derek Evans underscore WV, West Virginia, at Derek Evans underscore WV, you won't be able to tweet from. Yep, that's right. The minister wasn't even here. Uh, please come back when you're out. We'd like to know about the experience. I'm sorry you're going through this. And once again, I asked you at the beginning, you said you're going to regret not seeing your parents. I mean, I'm sorry, your, your, your family. And, but any regrets going there in the first place? Absolutely not. No, I went there peacefully exercising my freedom of speech. We have a constitutional right to do that in this country. And at the end of the day, I believe that I'm being held captive as a political prisoner, along with many other uh, January 6th defendants. Yeah, political prisoners. It's not a joke. And some political casualties. Ashley Babbitt, for instance. Uh, I can't believe that happened. And we have got to keep her name alive and keep talking about that case and what happened to her. Look forward to your... Uh, completion of this uh, stint, and we'll have you back. Derek Evans, good luck. All right, take care in there. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Derek Evans. We'll be right back with Joe DeGeneva. Well, I think the world has gone mad (laughs) for so much of it to take this woman seriously and yesterday's farce as if it were some sort of responsible government proceeding. Well, I've seen everything now. I would love to get our next guest reaction. Joe DeGeneva, the former U.S. attorney for Washington, D.C., Newsmax contributor and one of my favorite truth tellers in the world. Joe, welcome back. Uh, what did you make of that event yesterday? All I could think of was Tawana Brawley. Every time I saw Cassidy Hutchinson, I thought of Tawana Brawley and Al Sharpton's famous fake story about a rape by New York cops. I mean, this was pathetic. It was disgraceful congressional testimony, third, second and third hand hearsay 
and, and again, as I sat there, I thought of Christine Blasey Ford, Julie Swetnick, uh, Deborah Ramirez, uh, all of the people who lied about Brett Kavanaugh. And here she is basically lying about the president of the United States. She had no firsthand knowledge to speak up except for a few minor things. Everything else was somebody else. And she was eventually refuted by the end of the day by the two Secret Service agents involved in the alleged incident she talked about. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned Christine Blasey Ford. I think she was chosen and chosen with care. They took a woman with a story that they thought would be a difficult to uh, assail or difficult to question or difficult to undermine. I feel in part that they're picking these witnesses with an eye on the optics. You bring in this, uh, you know, attractive, above average looking woman and uh, put her in a white jacket. I feel like so much of this is stagecraft. There is something very cynical about what's going on here. Oh, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. This was a pretextual. It was contextual. Uh, it was all a setup. Uh, it was showbiz 101, no substance, all fluff, uh, pretty face, uh, white jacket, the whole bit. I agree with you 100%. Very unimpressive performance by the witness. Nothing of any substance to say. And again, she was an eyewitness to practically, to practically nothing. Well, and here's what she actually saw. It was the aftermath of uh, something she heard about. Okay, Uh, this is the moment uh, she sees the lunch on the wall. If you don't mind, let's play that. I was inside the dining room changing the tablecloth off of the dining room table. He motioned for me to come in and then pointed towards the front of the room near the fireplace mantle and the TV where I first noticed there was ketchup dripping down the wall and there's a shattered porcelain plate on the floor. The valet had articulated that the president was extremely angry at the attorney general's AP interview and had thrown his lunch against the wall. Oh my goodness, she's told that, hey, he he had every reason to be angry. If he threw the lunch, so what? They're making a federal case. Remember when people used to talk about making a federal case a big deal out of something? Nobody says that anymore because everybody likes to make a mountain out of a molehill. What is the significance of that story? Uh, The only thing I can figure out, the reason it was told was to show some sort of uh, propensity toward anger of the president. Uh, And I must say, uh, it's hard for me to believe that that uh, Donald Trump would throw away a hamburger, which he loves. Uh, he might have he might have thrown the plate, but I bet he didn't throw the hamburger. OK, OK. <laughs> One other thing. Uh, there's a note that she says she wrote. And I think we have the note. Um, quite frankly, it doesn't look like forgive me. It doesn't look like a woman's handwriting. This looks like a man. This I don't know who wrote this. It wasn't her. She said she wrote it. In fact, um, yeah, she actually said that out loud. Now we're hearing from. Mr. Hirschman, Hirschman, Eric Hirschman, and whose attorney went to ABC News and said, uh, I wrote that note. <laughs> she, that's not her writing. And we can all see, I mean, not to be uh, whatever, but this is not the handwriting of a 26-year-old woman. It's just not. Uh, she, what, she, what do you think? She, uh, well, I, I think this is, another, uh, this is another shot to her credibility. She said she wrote this note. The lawyer who wrote the note, Eric Hirschman, said today that is his handwriting. He wrote that down. She did not. So once again, 
this is a witness who lacks credibility, uh, who wasn't pr present for most of the things she testified about. And so I think I think I don't know what the committee expected to get from this. Uh, I think they get absolutely nothing. The American people are not watching. Maybe some of the mainstream media people and the other networks care about this. But the American people do not care about this. Well, you're right there. However, you know, the the culture, so much of it. I mean, people with law degrees acting like this is somehow valid. Somehow, <laughs> you know, that is quite disturbing. Our culture is changing, is shifting, where people can get away with this in broad daylight. Hey, one more thing on the note. Could I see the signature, the, the handwriting one more time? I mean, I, I'm looking at this uh, only for that. Yeah, this is not, I'm sorry, women don't write like this, but she says out loud that it's her handwriting. Go ahead and play uh, the second shot, if you would. I'm, I'm sorry, the first shot, the first shot, 16 seconds on page two. Have you seen this note before? That's a note that I wrote at the direction of the chief of staff on January 6th, likely around 3 o'clock. And it's written on a chief of staff note card, but that's your handwriting, Ms. Hutchinson? That's my handwriting. Uh, it's not. <laughs> it's not. And Mr. Uh, Hirschman said it's not. And anybody can see it's not. Yeah. You know what? What you said earlier about the change in the culture and how people think they can get away with this. One of the reasons they think they can get away with it is because Christine Blasey Ford, Julie Swetnick and Deborah Ramirez were not prosecuted by the Justice Department for, for, for providing false information to the Senate Judiciary Committee during the Kavanaugh hearings. That was a really a very, very bad decision on the part of the Justice Department not to go after those witnesses who did not tell the truth. And one thing about uh, Christine Blasey Ford, I was disappointed by the Republicans on that committee. Yes. Did not did not aggressively question her. They were afraid of the optics. Oh, she's got those goofy glasses on. I'm going to look like a jerk guy. But her story was a mess and they delegated it all to another woman. You'll remember to ask the questions. And yes. I thought they uh, they failed. They did. They absolutely failed. They did not do the job required of them. Uh, this, this, in this case, it would have been wonderful to have had some good questioners like Jim Jordan or Jim Banks to question this woman, Cassidy Hutchinson, uh, and really rip her to shreds. I mean, she was just prime for cross-examination, and she got none of it. Wow. It is uh very bizarre time, but I have a feeling that everything may just snap back to normal. I don't know when, but I think it's going to happen. Joe DeGeneva, we so appreciate you and what you do. Former U.S. attorney in D.C. and Newsmax contributor to be continued. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Be right back. Look at this. Rob Finnerty, great guy on Wake Up America, will be interviewing President Trump tomorrow at 7.30 in the morning on the East Coast, 4.30 on the West Coast. Don't worry, we'll play it a bunch during the day, maybe a couple of clips on this show. All right, this is one of my um, 
Least favorite, therefore most favorite, fake news moments of the week. Jake Tapper takes himself awfully seriously. Who talks like this, and is he really telling the truth? Maybe this is the life he leads, and these are the kinds of people he talks to, but it sounded a little far-fetched. Um, take a look. We're here at the G7, a gathering of the world's leading democracies. When I talk to friends in Canada, the UK, Australia, and elsewhere, people express concern about the United States as... The United States. About the United States in terms of our ability and our institutions to, to thrive and continue after what happened uh, with the election of 2020. They worry that democracy is on life support. Do they really say all that stuff? His friends in the UK and Australia and Canada. So I have a friend in Canada. Uh, don't talk about that stuff. I also have in-laws in Australia. Great people. I'm now the favorite son-in-law, maybe. I'm in the running at least. It never comes up. They only want to know about the babies. They only want to know about, you know, stuff. They never ask about our institutions or January 6th. All right. Tomorrow is June 30th, the last day of the month the longest month, the longest Pride Month that has ever happened, right? I mean, I don't remember Pride Month being this long, this intense. It's over tomorrow. At least it better be. I'll see you tomorrow. Many thanks. Take care.